Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. The Growing in Grace podcast is on the air. I've got Joel Brzezinski with me. My name is Beef Jerky. Yes. Um, Beef. Some people call me Cap. (laughs) (laughs) Cap. Yeah. Following up from last week. I thought I would try it out, see how it felt. I don't know. I don't know. I, we'll have to do a I, survey. I think I'll try on. A, I think I'll try another suit on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that one fits. I don't, yeah, maybe who sure. knows? Sometimes people, it doesn't catch right away. It doesn't take off right away. And then after, so maybe for the next 700 podcasts, just do that and see if it catches. And I'm just <laughs> totally kidding. You beef jerky. I mean, you big jerk. I mean, I no. <laughs> I, what, what's my nickname going to be? Bacon? <laughs> Your nickname could be Mike. <laughs> hey, Bacon. There you go. That's mine. <laughs> I I heard it from you, but I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm claiming it. All right, man. The Growing in Grace podcast is a place where you can relax and be yourself and rest and take a sigh of relief because... The gospel is about what Jesus has done for us. We believe in and trust in what he has done for us, and we rest in that instead of our efforts to try to do something to get God to respond to us in some way. He has responded to us through his son. He has spoken to us through his son, and he has made us alive through him. That's the nutshell version, I guess, of of some of what we talk about here on the Growing in Grace podcast. Going on 15 years of doing this, by the way, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. Picking up on some things that we were talking about last week, Joel, I, I was really caught up with what you were reading uh, on our topic last week of New Covenant Directives and Jesus talking about believing in him and loving each other. You got into 1 John. We also discussed some of the things Jesus said in, in John 13 and 14, but it led us to John's letter, uh, not John's gospel, but John's letter that he was writing to believers Uh, Although he started out the letter writing to people who weren't believers in that first chapter. But by chapter four, you got into some stuff here. And I just want to shred through this because I want people to understand, based upon last week's program, about how old covenant commandments were always attached with a condition. And those commandments, by the way, are not for us as Christians today. You can find that in 1 Timothy, where Paul told that. He said that to Timothy. People mean well. They want to become teachers of the law, but that law has no place in our lives. But these new covenant directives of believing in Jesus and loving each other, um, notice that they aren't containing that do-it-or-else kind of thing. There was was no... um, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for, Joel? I, there was no, no, uh, there's no repercussions not that were going to be okay. taking place if you didn't follow through with it. So I just want to go through some of what you said or read from 1 John 4 and then get you in here. But real quick, 1 John 4.10, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loves us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Not that, did you catch that? 
because you remember one of the greatest commandments from the old covenant law? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your might, uh, all your might. Yeah, all just give it all you've got to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. Put as much of your effort into it as possible. Jesus said some of the greatest commandments were right there from the law. And here, John, in the New Covenant, is saying this love that we're talking about here, it's not, it's not that we have loved God. <laughs> so he comes out and admits it. We didn't really love God, but it's about him loving us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. And by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So, see, we, there's this assurance going on here that John is trying to give to people. You're a believer in God. You've confessed Jesus. God abides in you. You're in God. There's nothing that's ever going to change that. He moves down a little bit further and says, by this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment or judgment, and whoever fears has not been made perfect in love. So we love, why? Because he first loved us. And there's one other thing that he said within all of that that I read. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Hmm. And and that's a big deal. And so there's no fear here. Why? Because as Jesus, as He is, as Jesus is, as God is, so also are we now in this world. It's all about our identity in Him and understanding not who we're trying to become, but who He has already made us to be from a, a spiritual perspective. And Joel, I want to get you in here, but I just wanted to reassure people that, especially based on some of what we talked about last week, even if you feel like you haven't been loving the way that you should. This is a growing process, and learning more about the love of God is going to be an eternal process, I believe. And this is something that we'll, we'll grow in. But I think that as we understand God's love for us, Joel, it will, it will in turn give us the freedom now and the ability to love others. And by loving others, I think, is an expression of our love for God. Right. That's, that's, that's right. There's this is a process, like you say. For one thing, I want I want to highlight what you said there, that it's about God's love for us. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. So if you want to know love, you need to know that God loves you, not about your efforts to love God. And I got a, a message from somebody uh, a little while ago, a few weeks ago, and every once in a while I'll get messages like this, people feeling that they're not loving well enough. Or in this case, this person said that he, he had, uh, he's believed on Christ, but uh, he hasn't fully understood all about us being co-crucified with Christ and resurrected with Christ. Um, I didn't explicitly understand eternal life has come to us through the resurrection, and I thought he, our eternal life came with his indwelling us. Does that mean that I haven't had a true faith and salvation? And my response to him goes along with what we're talking about here. We're all growing in our understanding of the gospel, of the gospel of our salvation. The one thing needed 
for salvation is to believe in Jesus. That's the simple gospel. As time goes on, we learn more and more about all that it means and all that was accomplished through the blood, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But whether we understand it all or not, we're saved by grace alone through faith alone. And I told him that for years, my, uh, my basic understanding of salvation was that someday I'll make it to heaven. I didn't know that I died with Christ, rose again with him. And then when I heard about that, it still took a long time for me to really get it, and I'm still learning. See, this whole thing, it's a growing process. Learning about the love of God and learning that he tr- you know, truly loves us, and, and us truly knowing that, it is a lifetime thing and beyond. I and mean, we're going to be learning into, into, into eternity. So the bottom line, I told him, is salvation is by grace through faith, apart from works, and that's all we need to know. It's great to learn all these other things, I told them, and that's how I ended. And it's the same with love. It's great when we are able to learn about God's love for us and to express that love to one another. Many years ago, 27 years ago, my dad, a pastor, was having a farewell service at a church that um, he had been a part of for several years, and his sermon was all about love. And I don't remember everything that was said during the sermon, but the one thing that stuck out to me was he said, love God by loving others. And that's one way that we can express our love to God, by by loving one another. And the thing about that is, again, in this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So get to know that. <laughs> get, get to know that. Don't, don't worry about your lack of love or your inability to love, what you think is your inability to love or, or what you think is your lack in loving other people. Get to know God's love. And it says that it was manifested toward us in that God sent Jesus to die for us. That's how God's love was manifested for us. If you want to know what God's love looks like, he became a man, Jesus became a man, spread his arms on the cross, and was nailed to that cross and took all of our sin upon himself. That's love. That's the love of God. That's the love that he showed for us. And get to know that love, the selfless act that he did. And as we get to know that more and more, we can see these things coming out of our lives. But don't feel guilty. God's not putting us on a guilt trip here. John wasn't trying to put us on a guilt trip here. Jesus wasn't trying to put his disciples on a guilt trip by saying, as I have loved you, so love one another. He just simply wanted them to know his love and to express that love to one another. But again, it's not a salvation issue. It's not an eternal thing where if you don't if you don't love people enough in this life, then you're not going to have eternal life. Uh, because again, the one thing that we need for salvation is to believe upon the name of Jesus, and that's it. Well, yes. I mean, this is incredible stuff here, because I went many years in in my Christian life thinking I understood what love was, and I I really didn't. I I didn't have it until that grace explosion occurred in my life some 25 years ago, I guess. Uh, I I didn't really understand what love was. I I still thought it was going to be up to me to maintain God's acceptance of me. Am I doing enough? And and by the way, if if you think keeping commandments is a requirement, referring to that old law, if you think that that is a requirement, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you think that's the the case, then here's the problem. And and this is where I finally came into into my place, Joel, many years ago, where I, I began to address this within myself. 
because I think sometimes we, we Christians, we just want to hide things under the rug and we don't want to face the inconsistencies in our belief system that we've been brought up on. But the problem is, how much is going to be enough? Reducing your sin, that's going to be beneficial to you. It's profitable to do that. Paul exhorted us to do that. But how much is going to be enough? How much do you have to reduce it by? 50%, 75%, 90%, 100 We're all in trouble then. How good do I have to keep the commandments? How do I know where I stand with God? Those kinds of questions you shouldn't even be having to answer. Um, you shouldn't even have to ask them. <laughs> and so uh, this thing, though, that we have now in Christ with this love, this love of God, it abides in us. Now, sometimes we may not always abide by what abides in us, but we, <laughs> it's there, and, and it will always be there. And it does empower us to love each other, and thereby, I think, freeing us up to love God, uh, not by the commandment that we see from the law of Moses, but by what we've been talking about here under the New Covenant, where we have become like Jesus. And... Um, it's all because of what he did on our behalf. I think we're about out of time for this one. Um, I'll tell you what, we're, we're going to take this a little bit further, not just uh, this, this love factor, but other things related to us here in the new covenant and as, as it relates to faith and maybe some of the differences between that and the way it used to be for um, those who were considered believers of God under the old covenant. So I hope you'll stick with us at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.